Hello, this is Brother Jim again with another message uh, to you from the Word of the Lord and uh, something that the Lord's laid upon my heart that I think it's appropriate for this time. Um, we have a lot of uh, fear at hand uh, in our world with the present distress and situation going on in our country and in the world and um, seemed appropriate for us to take a look at the Word of God and what the Lord says to us about a fear. I invite you to turn your Bibles, if you want to follow along, to Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah 41, verse number 10. Here the Lord is speaking unto his nation. He mentions uh, the name Jacob. Uh, Jacob being uh, Abraham's grandson, the son of Isaac, of course, uh, from whom the Lord formed his nation. He gave him a new name of Israel, and, uh, and from his twelve sons, the nation of Israel uh, was formed, uh, but there's a there's a, a precept, a principle that's here that the Lord that it applies to all of those that are the Lord's. Something that we need to know and and to rest in and believe and trust in our Lord about uh, regarding this uh, this very real thing uh, that we face of fear. He says in Isaiah 41 verse number 10, "Fear thou not." For I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And so the Lord tells here unto his nation, and, and again the principle is uh, uh, his children, that uh, we are not to fear. And uh, there's a lot packed into this one verse here, for I am with thee. And that's the, that's the thing that the children of God always need to remember, is that he is with us. He never forgets about his own. He, he, he is not ever alarmed about the uh, situation that we would find ourselves in, the circumstance in this world and in this life. It's not unknown to him. He is with thee. The scripture says that the Lord knows the beginning from the end. And certainly we can rest in that. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. Don't, don't resort to confusion of face or, or despair at the things that would come about. Uh, but be not dismayed. For I am thy God. So he he poses a thing here that that you and I might deal with fear, and he says, "Fear thou not." We're tempted to fear. We do fear at times. He says, "Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God." And so, he being our God, there is nothing that is impossible with him. The, the Lord revels in dealing with the impossible. He's glorified in, in working and dealing with and working in and doing the impossible. He says, fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the, the right hand of my righteousness. And of course, the Lord is righteous manifested to us by his great working and his his word reveals unto us his righteousness and then his righteousness revealed by the coming and giving of his son and the Lord Jesus having become a man and yet 
uh, holding to the righteousness of God. He is righteous uh, evermore, and, and by his right hand of righteousness, he is able to do these things for us. So uh, the subject is fear not, and what the Lord says about fear. First, first we want to just take a look here about to fear not because of overwhelming circumstances and impossible things that come upon us. Um, this is just a reality of life, and you and I living in this country, we've been greatly blessed in regards to overwhelming circumstances. Uh, this uh, COVID-19 uh, virus thing is something that's been the, the most nationally tragic and, and difficult for us in our generations. 9-11 uh, was uh, maybe the closest thing that would compare. Of course, people experience personal tragedies that are not or that are certainly felt by them and their families, and, and, and many even in our church, uh, several in our church have, have faced such over the last uh, years and in the times of their life. But as far as a national thing, a thing that's touching every household, a thing that's touching uh, every city, every county, every state, uh, we've not seen uh, anything like this uh, much at all in our lifetimes. And so the Lord tells us, fear not because of overwhelming circumstances, circumstances and impossible things that come upon us. In Matthew chapter 10, in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 31, the Lord speaking to the apostles about the fear, the possible fear of persecutors. He says, fear not the persecutors. He says in Matthew 10, 31, fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. And so, the Lord keeps track of even the birds. He keeps track of all of his creation. He knows exactly what's going on with his creation. He directs according to his will, and he, he sets, has set in order uh, the working of his creation. And, and he is, he is all-powerful, all-knowledgeable, all omniscient, and uh, uh, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He knows all about it and everything by his direct will or his permissive will, is under his control and, and, and going the way, uh, none of it is going away that he does not at the very least allow. And, and he can intervene at any time uh, to direct things according to his purpose and his power. He says, Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. And so if the Lord takes care of the birds, he will certainly take care of his own. Our value is much greater than that of the animals. And the Lord does value his creation of the animals, but he says we're of much more value than they, and he will take care of us. He says fear not for fear of persecutors. He says in Luke chapter 12, verse number 17, Luke 12, verse number 7, rather, Luke 12, verse 7, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And so the Lord keeps track of just the most intricate detail. The human genome some years ago was fully mapped. And, you know, that was something that was not unknown to the Lord. And even those things unknown to man are known by the Lord, the, the creation, our very makeup, our very chemistry, the way that we work. He is the designer of all that. He knows the numbers of the hairs of our head and of our bodies. 
and he says, we are of more value than many sparrows. He says unto us, fear not. In Luke chapter 8, in Luke chapter 8, verse number 50, uh, the Lord having come uh, over the, the Sea of Gennesaret, coming back to Capernaum, and Jairus meets him there. He's the ruler of the synagogue. His daughter is very ill, and, and even unto death. And so uh, the Lord goes with him. Uh, the, the woman that has, has had this issue of blood, uh, the scripture says, uh, meets the Lord on the way and is healed by him. Uh, the delay is just exciting the situation with Jairus's daughter. And, and, uh, and when the word came that she had dead and was dead and troubled not the master, uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 50, But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. The Lord says here, no matter facing the impossible, no matter facing even this of the, of the, the serious situation of health, and in this particular case, the death of a dear, dear loved one, the Lord says, Fear not. Fear not. Now we know that the Lord worked the miracles in the day of his ministry so that we might know that he has the power to forgive sins. That's made very clear uh, by the miracle of his healing of the man that was born by four and, and dropped down through the roof. There is the healing of the Lord yet today, but there is no miraculous healing from the standpoint of his direct physical touch or the use of his disciples' touch upon folks. But the Lord yet does work miracles. Uh, but what we have instead of those miraculous point of contact miracles like the Lord worked and even the apostles worked in the day of their ministry, we have instead the word of God. We have the scripture. But the Lord says here, fear not and believe only. In our fear, he directs us to him to have faith and rest and trust in him. And in Jairus' particular case, he said, and she shall be made whole. And the, the Lord, in our day, we have the word of God. There's not this miraculous point of contact of miraculous healing in a moment. We know that the Lord does work miracles, and he does use means. And we, we, these things are not like they were in the days of the ministry of the Lord and of the apostles because of his word being at hand. But he still directs us to fear not and believe and trust and rest in him. To, to look to him and rest in him, uh, to glorify him and honor him for our care, to take it to him, fear not, but believe and rest in him. And then back in Luke chapter 12, uh, speaking about the provision for life, in verse number 32, uh, the Lord speaks to them about the provision of life. Uh, you and I know that we need clothing, we need shelter, we need food. And with the fear that is at hand in this day and in this uh, crisis that we have in our nation, many are operating with fear. It, they're doing the best that they can and, and having only themselves and the way of the world and the world system, it only makes sense for them to hoard up the stock of life that they think that they need. Uh, that's that's their trust. That's that's the only avenue, the only hope that they have. But the Lord says with him, fear not. He says there in Luke 12, verse 32, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And indeed he will. 
in that day to come, in that eternal day, in the millennial reign upon this earth, the Lord will give his children the kingdom, and he will give and provide for us. He tells us the extent of his giving and providing for us and, and those things of, of our immortality and that giving of the kingdom to us in our immortality when we are taken to be with him. He says, fear not, because that's the end of what I will do for you. I will take care of you uh, in the meantime. So we have these verses that speak to us about fear not because of overwhelming circumstances and fear not because of impossible things with us that come upon us. Our Lord says, fear not but believe only and trust in him. Another aspect that we want to take a look at here is fear not at the great work of God in our lives and his use of us to reach others. Fear not at the great work of God in our lives and his use of us to reach others. In Luke chapter 1, verse number 13, when the Lord appeared unto Zacharias, he and Elizabeth had been praying, no doubt previously for for years, for decades even, for a child. And the angel of the Lord coming down from heaven, from the presence of God, and it appears before Zacharias as he's doing his ministry there in the temple. It says in Luke chapter 1, verse number 13, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias. Now, Zacharias perceiving that there was someone in that place with him that should not have been, or, or he did not see or hear walk in, the, the appearance of, of, of one of the heavenly hosts of God from heaven, it, it is just a fact. It will cause mortal men to fear. It will cause we of the, in this mortal uh, life and existence to fear. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy, you are honoring of God and bringing your petition before the Lord. He says, Fear not, Zacharias, thy prayer is heard. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. They had prayed, they had prayed, they had prayed. The Lord had not given an answer in the time of Elizabeth being able to bear a son. They prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. Uh, we don't know for how long. But then the Lord in his time and in his purpose and in his work came and heaven came down to bring the message to Brother Zacharias and the Lord, the angel, tells him, fear not. Lord, Zacharias, it's time. It's time for the Lord to use you and your wife to bring about this forerunner of the Christ. He said, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. So we don't need to fear when, when the great work of God in our lives is manifested into us and we're brought to the time, the great time, a time such as this. We don't need to fear. May the Lord help us that we would look to him and rest in him in that. And then we have in the same chapter of Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse number 30, our Lord Jesus goes and sends his angel unto Mary for the great purpose of bringing his the Son, the Son of God, into the world and Him being conceived by the Holy Spirit of God in her and bringing Him and, and, and causing Him to become a man. God come down in the flesh to become a man for the sake of, of accomplishing salvation for sinners, for accomplishing salvation for His people. And it says in Luke 1.30, 
And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Uh, the Lord, it's come time, Mary, and the Lord is going to use you. The angel has sent been sent from the face of God Almighty in heaven from his throne room to bear the message and this of this heavenly this heavenly being this heavenly creature of the angel sent by God appears unto Mary and and he says unto her fear not Mary it's time for the Lord to work what he's going to work in you for the blessing that he's going to bring to his nation to his people and to sinners to his children, to bring the Savior at hand. In that next chapter in Luke, Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10, a wondrous thing, a wondrous thing that the announcement of the birth of the shepherd of souls was announced unto the shepherd, shepherd or shepherds of sheep. In Luke chapter 2, verse number 10, and the angel said unto them, unto the shepherds, when in this thing that they saw in the heaven, the heavenly host proclaiming the glory of God and the work of God, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The Lord using them to get, to take and carry the word in to the other, to town and to into Bethlehem and no doubt the other towns. He says, fear not. The Lord tells us, fear not at the great work of God in our lives. When he, when he appears, when he speaks to us, when he moves upon us, and we see these examples in this time before the New Testament scriptures, as the Lord speaks to us through his word, as the, the situation of life comes about and the Lord takes us as children, even in this day, to be a proclaimer of, of the truth and salvation and the and the faith and the word of God and the help of God and the sinners. Fear not. Fear not when the great work of God is manifested uh, in us and unto us to be used of him. The angel said unto them, to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Our Lord Jesus, in the time of his ministry, we see in Luke chapter 5, Verse number 10, the Lord is going and calling his disciples. He's saying to them, follow me. He says to these particular men who were fishers, James and John and, and Simon and Andrew, he says unto them, come unto me and I'll make you fishers of men. He, he, they had been fishing, fishing, fishing all the night and had not taken anything. Jesus comes and he says, let down the net on the other side and get ready for a draught a great draft of fishes and and Peter says well we we've done so all the night but at your word we'll do it they having met already uh, the Lord Jesus uh, at the at the at the place of John the Baptist ministry and it says there in Luke chapter 5 verse number 10 and so and so was also James and John the sons of Zebedee which were partners with Simon and, and, and Jesus said unto Simon, what, what it's referring to there in Luke 5.10 is they were amazed at that great draft of fishes that was brought up more than they could get up in one hall. They had to call and, and, uh, for help, and, and it was just such a great uh, a catch of fish. They had fished all the night. They knew how to fish, but at the Lord's word. They caught this great catch of fish, and they were all amazed and marveled, and their helpers 
their workers were amazed and marveled. And the Lord said unto them, and Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. I'll make you a fisher of men. When the, we need not fear when the great work of God is in our lives, and he uses us to, to take his word and to reach others, and he, he convicts us and shows us about our witness and our, uh, his use of us. We need to fear not, but rest in him and trust him indeed. In Acts chapter 27, verse number 24, the, the Lord Jesus speaks unto the Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, being saved by the Lord on the road to Damascus. He had, had worked on him and worked on him with the witness of his people, with the witness of his word, with the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ, and he breaks that man down. He saves his soul there on the road to Damascus as he goes to look at goes and looks to do his evil work of oppressing the children of God and the believers, those followers of Jesus, uh, Christ, or Jesus of Nazareth, as they referred to it then. And then he, he takes this man, he saves him, he uses him, he makes him an apostle to the Gentiles, even to you and me, and, and he, he uses him to write uh, many books of the New Testament, uh, books and epistles into the churches and into uh, a brethren and, and preachers and pastors and, and that. And he, and he says and, uh, unto Paul here in Acts 27, 24, as he is taken captive and, uh, and is threatened to, by, with death by the Jews, the Lord says to him, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. He was on the trip. From, uh, from the region of Israel and Judea and Caesarea on that trip and sailing along. And then they caught, caught up in the storm. The, uh, the Roman soldiers were anxious to go ahead and get, try to get to Rome or a, a more favorable place to, to hold up for the winter in this trip. And there was a great threat, a great storm. Uh, the, the ship was destroyed. And the Lord told Paul, he said, you're going to appear before Caesar, and all these men, all these ones that are on this boat, not a one of them is going to die. The Lord was using even those events for him to be a witness unto those that sailed with him. And so we need not fear at the great work of God in our lives and his revealing of his use of us to reach others. So we have this, we have this of... of uh, not fearing and, and impossible, overwhelming circumstances and impossible things that come upon us, to fear not in the great work of God in our lives to use us to reach others. And then thirdly, we need to fear not at the revealing of the heavenly and our Lord himself. As we mentioned earlier and, and, and saw earlier about uh, the revealing of the heavenly unto the, the, the children of God for different purposes, we, we need to think about that. And if you're under the hearing of my, my voice in this, this podcast, this message, how is it that you would stand? How, how is it that, where, where is it that you stand? Where is it with you if the Lord, the heavenly, would appear? If, if God Almighty would appear, the Lord Jesus would appear, the heavenly host would appear, how would it be with you? Where would you stand? Indeed, all mortals fear. But the children of God have great consolation and rest in their Savior. 
even in this mortality, when the heavenly would appear unto us, we would be afraid. It's just natural. It's normal for the carnal to be afraid of the grandeur, the glory of the heavenly. But how would it be with you in regards to your soul? Let's consider here in this. Fear not at the revealing of the heavenly and our Lord himself. In Matthew chapter 1, verse number 20, uh, here we see Joseph, and he's found out about Mary being with child. And, and, and listen to what the scripture says here in Matthew 1, verse 20. But while he thought on these things, Joseph, and the whole consternation that he had with Mary being with child, and they not being married, and, and the marriage consummated in that, and the, the, the scandal and the typical specter of that, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. He said, Fear not. Fear not at, at the instruction. Fear not of this use of you, as we mentioned earlier in the second point. Fear not at the appearing of the Lord's minister, his angel, uh, even in this dream, fear not to do, fear not at the appearance. The Lord is working and the Lord is at hand. In, in, in the triumphant entry of our Lord Jesus Christ, very near the end of his ministry, before the fulfilling of his gospel, before his crucifixion, in John chapter 12, verse number 15, a prophecy, a prophecy from the book of Zacharias is fulfilled here. And it's quoted by Brother John in his gospel. In John 12, verse number 15, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. I think there's, there's different aspects that the Lord's speaking here to Israel and, and the Lord's speaking through his word and to us as children, the disciples, the apostles, the church, uh, his church in that day that he had built during the time of his ministry. One aspect of this could be, it looks pretty humble, and it looks pretty meek, and it looks pretty lowly for the king of glory to ride into his city on the foal of a donkey. That, that, that looks pretty powerless, but the Lord says, fear not, daughter of Zion. Israel in that day, another aspect, Israel that of that day, and even the apostles and his disciples were looking for Messiah to come in and to defeat the Romans, to kick them out of the region and the land, and to restore Israel to her previous glory, the glory at the time of David and in the day, in the day of Solomon. And as the Lord Jesus comes and rides into Jerusalem on this uh, foal of a donkey, this young donkey, uh, it, it just doesn't look like it's going to really accomplish much, does it? He does, doesn't look like he's going to be uh, the leader and the deliverer, the Messiah that they need. But you know what he says, fear not. Because see, the Lord knew and he accomplished that which was needed for his people and for sinners. He needed to come as Savior before he came as conqueror. He needed to come as Savior to be the conqueror of sin and of death and of the grave for sinners and for his people. Fear not. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Fear not when the heavenly comes down and, and the great work of God is revealed. Fear not at the revealing 
of the heavenly or the Lord himself. And then we see after the Lord's crucifixion and his resurrection, we see in Matthew chapter 28 where the, those, those ladies, those women of the, of the first church had come. They had waited the days because of all the high days and holy days there from the crucifixion of our Lord all the way till the, till the end of the Sabbath day on Saturday, his crucifixion on Wednesday, and they're waiting. All these high days that are lined up there, they, they couldn't go to the tomb that Joseph of Arimathea had buried the, the Lord's body. In, and they wanted to honor him. They wanted to anoint his body with, with spices and with oils. But they loved him, and they wanted to do well for him. And they just didn't completely and totally understand about what he would do and what he would fulfill. And they come to the tomb, and the stone is rolled back, and they find that the tomb is empty. And it says here in verse 28, or chapter 28 of Matthew, verse number 5, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He goes on to tell them that Jesus is doing just what he told you he would do, and that he will appear unto you, and you will see him again. And he is alive. He's not here amongst the dead. He is alive. And so the heavenly comes down and appears unto them. The, 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 the resurrection of our Lord has been accomplished and the revealing of the heavenly and, and soon unto Mary Magdalene, the Lord himself and the angel says, fear not, fear not at this great work of God. Fear not at the appearing of us, the angels, and the, the glory that they reflect of the Lord that, whose face they see in heaven. He said, you, we know you seek Jesus. Fear not. You're going to see him. You're going to find him. He's going to find you, and you will be with him and see him again. Fear not. And then we come to the book of Revelation. Brother uh, John on the Isle of Patmos, he's been put in exile there by the authority and his preaching and, and such. And we see where the Lord appears unto him in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 17. John declares, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Fear not. We need to fear not because of overwhelming circumstances and impossible things that come upon us. We need to fear not at the great work of God in our lives to use us to do his work and to reach others. We need to fear not at the revealing of the heavenly and the Lord himself. Oh, one day for the children of God it will be a glorious thing for us to see our Savior coming for us or when he comes to take us out of here, maybe even by death. But how about you? Are you ready? Are you ready to see the Lord? Are you ready to meet the Lord? See, understand, as I've mentioned, there's great fear of the Lord and his appearing to mortals. That's just a standard thing because of how he is and who he is. But the Lord says unto his own, Fear not, because I'm at hand to work the impossible. I'm at hand to use you in the ministry that I've called you to to reach others about the gospel. I am here 
I am here to bless you and deliver you. We need to fear not at the work uh, of the Lord in our lives. But how fearful and how terrible will it be for those who do not have a salvation relationship with him? If you're under the hearing of my voice and and you're, you've not been saved by the Lord, you've not come to him in repentance and faith, he's not, he's not revealed himself to you through his word and conviction of your sin and the need of your soul of him as him as your savior for him to 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 believe and to trust and rest that when he came and lived he suffered bled and died was buried and rose again that he did that for you that your sins might be forgiven and when i use that word might i use it in the biblical context he is the only way by his gospel his death burial and resurrection that you can have your sins forgiven by faith and trust in him, to believe him, to repent of your sins before God and believe and trust in him, to have a relationship, this salvation relationship with him. Oh, at his appearing in this mortal flesh, we would do nothing but fear. But he says unto his own, he says unto his children, fear not. And if you're here and you're under the hearing of this the podcast, and you're not saved, we, we point you to our Lord Jesus Christ. How fearful, how terrible will it be for those who do not have a salvation relationship with him at his appearing? In conclusion, I want us to consider some more passages that the Lord gives us in his word about this, about fear. In Matthew chapter 10, and it also speaks about it in Luke chapter 12. In Matthew 10, verse number 28. The Lord Jesus says unto his children, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. In Luke, he adds this emphasis, I say unto you, fear him. See, we, we who are saved, we have been saved by the Lord. We're sinners, uh, dirty, rotten sinners that have been saved by our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a reverential fear of our Lord. We reverence him. We honor him. We have been changed and touched by him. He has saved our souls. We yet fear him, but we fear him as a father that loves us and a father that we need to obey a Savior that has given all for our sakes. And we love him because he has first loved us. And our desire for sinners is, is just that, that you would have a reverential fear so there will not be a terrible, terrific fear in judgment and damnation for your sins. That's our desire for you. The Lord says, don't fear those of this earth that can only kill the body. But fear, have reverence for the one that, after the body is killed, can kill the soul. The Lord Jesus himself says, fear him, fear him. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 6, Hebrews 13, verses 5 through 6, let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the children of God, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Not fear. Not fear, but trust and rest in our Lord. 
have reverential fear towards him and 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 but but not fear of the things of this life not fear of this uh, circumstance this this uh, uh this covid-19 thing that's at hand we we need to operate with wisdom we need to move with wisdom but we need to not fear because we're in our lord's hands and if you're if you're again under the hearing of my voice and you're not saved it's only by the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation that you can be brought to a place of not fearing, but resting in him. See, listen to what it says in Romans 18, verse number, or Romans 18, verse number 15, about the children of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. And you hear that? The spirit of bondage again to fear. That's not the spirit that the saved receive a spirit of bondage being bound up. And so many in our world today are just that. They're bound up in the spirit of bondage. That is what the spirit of of man, that's what the way of man, the way of the world, the way of Satan does. It does nothing but bind. That's what sin does. It is a great binder of hearts and of souls. He says, for the saved, you've not received the spirit of bondage again. He said, you're not going back into that. You've been saved from that. The spirit of bondage, again, to fear. That's what the spirit of bondage, that's what's the natural way, that's just what's normal and natural with us as we are born, is to fear. But he says, the children of God, you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Adopted, being made the child of God, whereby, by that spirit of adoption, by that whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It's like saying, Daddy, Father. Like saying, Father, Father. See, we fear him reverentially and we look to him. He has saved us. He's redeemed us. He's rescued us from our sins. And he's made all these promises to us and, and told us not to fear about these different aspects of life, the impossible his use of us, his appearing unto us. Fear not, but rest and trust in him. Oh, Father, help us, help us in this life. Help us in our fears. Help us to rest in you. As Paul writes to Brother Timothy and to us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. He's not given us that spirit, not the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. No greater love than a man has than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And and for those that are saved, for we that are saved, that's the love that we know, isn't it? That's the love that we have, is that Jesus died for us, was buried, and rose again. Not because we deserved it, not because we merited it, but because he loved us and he did such a thing for us. He brought that word. He brought that news. He, he, he moved with his spirit to reveal such and show us that. And we pray for you, if you're uh, not saved, that, that you would see that, that by Jesus, he, he is the only way that the spirit of fear can be displaced by his spirit, the spirit of love love of the Lord for the sinner, and our love for him because he first loved us. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sound thinking, not scattered thinking, not unwise thinking, 
not 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 uh, 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 hysteria in, in in our inability and in the poss- impossible. The Lord says, "Fear not, but look to Him and rest in Him." And then, lastly, this verse in First John four verse eighteen, the Lord Jesus tells us, "There is no fear in love." There's no fear in love. The Lord's love for us, the, our love for the Lord because of what he's done for us and what he's shown us, what He's how he's revealed himself unto us. But perfect love casteth out fear. He says, I, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, right? That, that's, that's what we've seen. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. And that's what the citizenry of our nation are experiencing. Maybe, maybe you have been afraid about these unprecedented things that we've seen. And from the human standpoint, from the flesh, they, they can be a fearful thing. But we need to rest in our Lord's love for us. And that he knows where we're at. He knows what we need. He knows the situation totally and completely. He, 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 he knows what's going on, and we are in his hands. He says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And this word love, just to be clear, is it is agape love. It's, it's that love with legs on it, love unto action, love unto obedience, in a in a unbounding, a limitless way, the love feast, the love feast, the love just abounding. He says, "He that feareth not is made perfect in love." And so, may we may we ha- love our Lord unto action. May we do all that He's given us to do. Exercise the wisdom that He's given us to exercise. The things that are beyond our control. The the things that we have need of the things where we find ourselves limited and how far we can go or what we can do. May we look to him, may we rest in him, and may we fear not. May may the Lord help us that we be perfected in his love, that fear might be cast out, that the torment of fear would be taken away, and that we would maybe be made perfect in his love for us and thereby, thereby our love for him. May we look to him and rest in him. Again, if you're not saved, we point you to our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Savior uh, that you need. And so we pray for you that the Lord would show you, reveal himself unto you, your sin, your need, the necessity that you have of the Savior, and that you would come to him in repentance and faith. For we that are saved, may we not fear. But may we rest in our Lord. And when we do have temptation to fear, when we do find ourselves in fear, may we turn into our Lord and take it to him because he is able. He says unto us, fear not. Well, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And if you have any questions or any thoughts, feel free to contact me. Let's dismiss in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the relevance of your word unto us, even in this day and in these times. And Lord, help us that your word would sink deep down into our hearts and we'd hear you and believe you and trust you in all that you say. Lord, we love you and we thank you for loving us first. 
We thank you for our Lord Jesus. And we pray, Father, for those that are not saved in our midst and that we come in contact with and that might hear this podcast in the future. We pray that you would take your word and make it effectual unto them. You'd cause it to work in them and that you would save their souls. Help now we pray and bless. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.